All right, Nuggets fans, welcome in to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn on Twitter, part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am here to discuss on this Monday morning, uh, right before I check out of this hotel room, uh, I'm here to discuss the Denver Nuggets losing last night to the Minnesota Timberwolves in Game 4. An OT loss, unfortunately, that left Nuggets fans pretty disappointed. Uh, Denver goes down 114-108 in the building, despite the fact that they got an incredible Nikola Jokic performance. Uh, They did not get a lot of other incredible performances, if we're being honest. This was not the way that I think everybody hoped the game would go. Uh, The Timberwolves brought intensity. They brought... Fire. There were definitely opportunities for Denver to take over in this one and try to uh, run away with it, but Denver wasn't really focused well enough. They weren't locked in in their entire uh, in their entire game plan, and we'll we'll talk about some of the reasons why and some of the things that they could change in Game Five. But um, Cedric, good to see you this morning. Good to see you, uh, Screet. I. Definitely agree that Jamal has to be better in game five. There's no doubt uh, if he isn't good enough to, to run the offense that they're trying to run, the Jokic-Murray two-man game, then it does take away from the overall product, and, and we're going to talk about that for sure. But first, let's talk about Nikola Jokic. Uh, we're going to talk about the good things, like and, and this was certainly good. Jokic was fantastic in this one as a scorer. Uh, I, I think there were other weaknesses to his game, and, and it's one of the reasons why he was a minus 14. I think he was a team low in plus minus for last night, but hard to really blame Jokic for a loss like this. Uh, 39 minutes, 43 points, an incredible game, an incredible scoring performance from Nikola Jokic. Watching him take over in the second half, and, and even in a little bit of overtime in this game, was really impressive. Like the dude is un- unbelievable. He is an incredible player, and the scoring that he was accomplishing over Rudy Gobert, around Carl Anthony Towns, uh, doing a lot of great things as a jump shooter, doing a lot of great things in the post. Uh, it's hard to hard to hate on, on what he was accomplishing today or last night, excuse me, and. Seeing him take eight threes and make five of them, you could tell that he really wanted to get this game done with. Like he wanted to uh, see if they could steal this one. The clearly the energy from the rest of the team wasn't that great. Uh, I do think that Jokic's rebounding also wasn't great in this one. I think that some of his decisions weren't great in this one, especially in the first quarter. Uh, but he was trying to be aggressive. He was trying to be as aggressive as he could possibly be in those moments and really put the team on his back for a while. And it deserves a lot of credit for that. This was the first game where you could certainly feel like he was outright the best player. Um, Anthony Edwards had a great game on the other side. There's no doubt about that, but I think anybody that that watched the game and, and just sees what's going on knows just how important Jokic was to Denver side as well, where, they're just running isolations and post-ups and spot-ups at the, at the top of the key for him and trying to give him free reign for everything. And and some of those buckets that he had in that fourth quarter were incredible, where he's uh, operating with Murray off the floor. And, and I think that there was some benefit to that for him for sure. But 
it was a, a really impressive Jokic performance. He deserves a lot of credit for rising to the occasion in this one. And uh, as it just turns out, not enough people uh, joined him in, in that prospect. Next, Jamal Murray. Uh, not a great Jamal game. I, I don't want to beat around the bush here. There were some good things he did. There were some productive things that he did. Uh, seven rebounds is good. Five assists to three turnovers isn't great. Uh, the shooting efficiency isn't good, but I do want to point to, I, I want to point out this. Um, I think Nikhil Alexander Walker has done a great job against him in this series. I think that he has been extremely physical. He has defended him 48 minutes up and down the court, 94 feet. Every single time that Jamal tries to bring the ball in bounds, Nikhil Alexander Walker is in his shirt and he is doing everything that he can to make him work for those entire 94 feet. And I think that in some of these other games, especially in game three, Murray still was able to make that work. Like he was still fine in those moments and uh, dealt with that pressure reasonably well, got the ball up the floor uh, quickly enough, and it wasn't that bad. In this one, I don't think that was the case. With the Nuggets running Murray-Jokic two-man game as much as they were, Murray's got to be better. Like he, he just has to be. And then they... Like 19 points on 21 shots isn't good enough. Getting to the free throw line just one time isn't good enough. He's falling away on a lot of his shots. He missed a lot of shots at the rim. Uh, he missed jumpers that he usually hits. There were, there were definitely some moments where, and, and honestly, like he was forced into a lot of tough shots too, and, and that's giving Nikhil Alexander-Walker credit. He deserves a lot of that credit, and the T-Wolves deserve a lot of credit for making that the focal point of their game plan. Jokic has not been the focal point of Minnesota's game plan. It's actually Jamal Murray. It's actually trying to stop him. And they've had Nikhil Alexander-Walker in the lineup for three of the four games. The one game that they didn't have him in the lineup, Jamal went off for 40. And they decided to go back to trying to slow down Jamal pretty much all costs. And that's a good strategy when you're Denver. And and so much of their identity is wrapped up in Jokic-Murray two-man actions. I said it last night that I thought that they should have gone away from that, that they should have tried something different. I suspect that in this upcoming game, Denver will try to do some different things. They will try to get him off the ball a little bit more. Uh, They won't have him be bringing the ball up the court for the entire time because there are just so many times where you use eight seconds off the clock and you're working so hard just to get the ball up the floor with the ball pressure that you're facing. And Jamal just looks... uh, tired, hurt, those are probably not the right words, but definitely labored in his ability to carry that burden. And there are definitely reasons to be concerned. There are definitely reasons to, I think, uh, like for, for a long playoff run, for everything that you have to do within a playoff run, it's concerning to have to, like, I don't know, like once you're starting to look like you're getting tired in the first round, what do you still have for the second round and third round and and even the NBA finals if they're lucky enough to go? That's a a very fair question. So Jamal has to be better. He's got – then Denver's got to find ways to take the burden off of him in that regard. The problem is that they only have one other real ball handler out there, and it's Bruce Brown. So maybe you see more Bruce Brown minutes in, in in game five. That would not surprise me in the slightest. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, that is that is a it's a tough one because 
Porter struggled through the first three and a half quarters of this game. I, I don't want to beat around the bush there. I know that I said it on uh, I said it on Twitter last night that he uh, that he probably needs to be better and and well and that they probably should have run a play for him in OT after he had made the two clutch shots that he did. Uh, but the reason why they didn't was because they had been having more success going to Jokic Murray two man game than pretty much anything else involving anybody else. Uh, the entire team outside of Jokic really struggled. And that includes Porter. That definitely includes him. And, and I know that people are going to forget that uh, the thing says 12 blocks. That should not say 12 blocks. I think it should say two, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, cool. Two blocks. Yeah, 15 points for Porter. Six of 12 from the field, two of six from three, but he just didn't really touch the ball towards the end of the game. And and like the two threes that he hit were desperation threes where Denver's just trying to run any play that they can to get a three. And the best guy to run it for is obviously Michael Porter, who uh, has been great in this series and has been great uh, pretty much all season in, in just running those actions to try to free himself up and and running those actions to try to get Denver a bucket. Uh, it's not the first thing that they do, but they they probably need to get him some more touches for sure. Uh, I yeah, look, Nuggets fans are <laughs> Nuggets fans are fickle because the formula that Denver had been using for the first three games in the series of Jokic Murray two man game, spread the ball around and, and see what the role players can do, but ultimately bring it back to Murray and Jokic. It doesn't work for one game, and everybody's going to jump off a cliff because because that's uh, that's just how everything is. But look, everybody, it, it's going to be okay. And and I I want to stress this. I'll I'll stress this right now. It's going to be okay. Denver's big three. One of them had a fantastic game. The other two had subpar games. Porter had a subpar game. His defense was not very good. He gave up two open corner threes to Nikhil Alexander Walker in clutch, and and that was a probably the biggest difference in the. In the OT period, uh, Denver had everything other than that, and he just he kind of closed out a little short. And Alexander Walker hit two big threes, but I was right there. I, I saw saw him close out a little bit short, and it's a tough place for for Denver to be. But look, Murray needs to be better. There's no doubt about that. I think he will be better. That he hasn't ever not bounced back in the, in these situations. Uh, Michael Porter needs to be better. They need to get him the ball a little bit more. They need to probably share the ball a little bit more and go less Jokic-Murray two-man game and more involving everybody else because uh, the 21 assists that they had last night were too low. It's just a small number, and and they need to be sharing the basketball a little bit more because that's just what this identity of this team is. I was very curious as to what the team would look like in uh, uh, throughout the contest given that Jokic had been so aggressive in the first quarter, he took eight shots. He had three turnovers, just had a lot of possessions that Jokic, that he used up. And, and I'm not surprised that this is kind of the, the way that things went. Kind of similar to how Murray in game two, like when, when you have somebody like that who like, dominates the ball a lot, takes a lot of shots, uh, if the ball gets a little sticky and, and you're not necessarily running great offense for everybody else, and it's just about getting a good shot for one guy, then it, it can look like this. And Denver won the game in game two, probably because they're at home, and they lost the game here in game four, probably because they're on the road, and Denver's role players didn't shoot as well as they probably needed to. So 
look, this is just what happens. Denver wasn't going to like, I mean, they could have swept. They, they certainly could have, but I don't think anybody's expectations at the beginning of the series were that, oh yeah, Denver's definitely going to sweep. When Denver won the first two games and then won game three, it became a, a very strong possibility, but Denver has to go through their ups and downs as well. It's, it's not like the Warriors slept Denver. Uh, they didn't sweep Denver last year. It's, it's something that doesn't really happen all that often. So look, it's going to be okay. Nuggets fans, I'm, I'm not worried. You should not be either. Denver will figure stuff out and then they'll be fine. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss the rest of the starters and the bench. But first, this podcast, as you know, it's brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. Uh, baseball is back, as you know, and the push for postseason is on for hockey and for hoops. Make it all count this spring with Superbook. They are the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. Pickaxe and Roll, Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, appreciate all the love. I know that everybody's not super happy on this Monday morning. And look, I'm not super happy. If you can tell, I'm, I'm still feeling sick. I'm still like in not a great place, which when, when you travel to a new city and you travel and you want to go out and hang out, no, I was stuck in my hotel room for all but the game for like these last three days. So super fun. I'm really having a great time. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be okay. Uh, look, there's been a lot of... I, I want to address this real quick. Uh, most unselfish superstar in the league, he could average 35. Yeah, he probably could. And Denver would be a worse team if, if Jokic averaged 35 points. Like, that's just how it is. <laughs> it's just how most teams are when you have a guy that is averaging that much time. Uh, no, Richard, I did not get COVID. Um and just have a cold. But look, Denver's best formula for their team is not for Jokic to be a big old like shot taker because it tires him out. And it wouldn't surprise me if he takes like 12 shots in this next game, tries to get everybody else going. And if you can get everybody else going in your home arena and share the basketball and try to get 16 assists, then that's honestly probably a better situation for Denver. And it's probably a better situation for everybody. So look, I think that this was a little bit of an aberration here. And I think that Denver's got to be better than where they were, but it is what it is. I wasn't expecting a sweep when I traveled to Minnesota. I, I will tell you that I was expecting them to go one and one. So that's pretty much happened. Now it sucks that they didn't sweep because now you got to go to Game five on Tuesday, but look, it is what it is. Denver's going to be fine. Aaron Gordon, uh, I thought this was his worst defensive game. And he's in a tough position because the Denver doesn't really have that many answers 
when it comes to um, when it comes to attacking. But Anthony Edwards in uh, Anthony Edwards at the end of the game in that OT period sought out Aaron Gordon on a switch on the pick and roll. Gordon switched onto him, looked very capable, and then Anthony Edwards hit him with a a crossover step back three in his eye and won Minnesota the game. Uh, It's just another example of Aaron Gordon sacking off too much against Anthony Edwards. Edwards has hit so many threes in this series. I saw the stat uh, posted by NBA University that he's uh, 14 of 30 on above-the-break threes in this series, uh, in these playoffs, and that's 47%, 46%. And... That's not good enough. <laughs> Aaron Gordon has been hit with so many of those. He's been hit with at least like five of them while I'm here, like in this in this building, like while I've been here. And so, look, he's got to be better. I wrote about him being good against Cat, and he had been good against Cat, and that he wasn't good against Cat in game four. Fouled out in his 43 minutes uh, right at the end of the game, but – he has to be better. 14 points, 6 of 12, only one free throw attempt. They did a good job, Minnesota did, and especially Rudy Gobert of protecting the rim where Aaron Gordon was trying to go. And he just couldn't finish through through that traffic. And, and he's just got to shoot better on the, the shot diet that he gets. Like uh, just, just pretty simply, he's got to be better in those moments. And, and Rudy Gobert, I think, has, has had some effect on him for sure. He's definitely had some effect. Uh, we will see. We will see how it goes. But look, I think that in general, like Gordon needs to get this series done as soon as possible so he can get a break for sure. He's got to figure that out. He definitely does. KCP, 40 minutes, five points, two of seven. He, uh, he also got cooked by Ant a little bit in this game and – he did have two steals and a block. Do want to make mention of that? But still, like, uh, actually, I, I do want to give him credit for the end of the the end of the fourth quarter. Denver was making their run, and Anthony Edwards had a chance to win the game right at the end. And KCP comes up with a big stop right at the end of the fourth quarter. Deserves credit for that. Helped Denver get to the place where they needed to go. Uh, but still, like. Five points on two of seven is not good enough for KCP. Like he's just got to be better than that on the offensive end, and like that's just that's pretty simple on on my end. It's there's nothing there's nothing crazy that has to come out from that. Like KCP's just got to be better. And, and there were a lot of buckets that Anthony Edwards has been giving Denver's uh, Denver's defenders, and Aaron Gordon's one of them. KCP's another. Jamal's probably had more success than either of those guys on on Anthony Edwards, just from a stats perspective. So look, he'll figure it out. He's a good, he's a good defender. He'll probably shoot better in the home game as well, but that's just something that I'm watching, something that I'm seeing. All right. First half bench lineup. We'll get to this one here real quick. Jamal Murray, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, Jeff Green, and Aaron Gordon. Uh, this is a lineup where I think Bruce Brown has to bring the ball up the court every single time because Nikhil Alexander-Walker is staggering with uh, Jamal Murray. He's playing every single minute that Jamal Murray is playing pretty much, and it's they're trying to slow him down as much as they possibly can. It's not a surprise. It's a good 
really good strategy. But that means that Bruce Brown's got to be the guy who brings the ball up the court now. That would I would do that every single play, every single time. There's no reason for Jamal to have to do that. Just do what Steph Curry does. Like Steph runs down the court. He doesn't bring the ball up the court all that often for the Warriors. Like he he just because he's always got a man that's attached to him 94 feet. So you might as well just run down the floor, get into a good position, and then try to free yourself up off ball. And that's that's what Murray can do. There's there's no doubt in my mind that he can do that. Bruce Brown needs to be good. Uh, Christian Brown needs to be better than he was in this game four. Uh, Aaron Gordon got into the foul trouble. so And uh, Jeff Green actually got into some rebounding issues. So he uh, he sat in that second half bench lineup and they put DeAndre Jordan in for a three-minute stretch. Wasn't a long stretch, and but I do want to give DeAndre Jordan credit. I think he led the team in plus-minus. So definitely uh, wasn't the reason why Denver lost or anything. 26 minutes for Bruce Brown, 11 points, 5 of 12 from the field. He hits one more three, and it's a little bit different. He started missing a couple of his floaters this time around, had been doing so well in terms of staying efficient throughout most of the contest uh, or throughout most of the series, started to have that that efficiency regress just a touch. Uh, But zero assists is another thing that I want to mention here. Because of the way that Denver was playing, Bruce didn't have a lot of assists. Like he he didn't have the ball in his hands a lot while Jokic was out there. Jokic was just isolating, running his own pick and rolls, things like that. When Jamal was off the court, there was not a lot of ball movement. There was not a lot of uh running the beautiful game with Jokic in, in that in this game four. And he he scored extremely well. And I, I don't want to take that away from him, but there there's a reason why the assist numbers were low, and that was pretty much it. Uh, but Bruce had a couple of important steals, uh, continues to do good things on the defensive end, probably is a like probably needs to be out there for about this time. Like this is a good number for him for sure. I'm not super concerned with Bruce Brown. Uh, Jeff Green, not a good game for Jeff Green, not super involved in, in a lot of this, but did have he had a couple rebounds, a couple assists in his 18 minutes. Uh, only one turnover before fouls, and, and he's now struggling to defend Carl Anthony Towns, who is now starting to figure out his own matchups against both Aaron Gordon and Jeff Green. Uh, we will see whether, uh, yeah, we will see whether Jeff can kind of bounce back there in game five, but also wouldn't surprise me if Denver changed up their rotation a little bit. Uh, Jeff was a plus three, so it's it's not like he, he was the issue. And and he I think he's been positive in pretty much every single game of the series so far. So hard to really criticize that much with, with some of the lineups that Denver's putting out there. But the Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, Christian Brown combination has been really good for Denver, and, and that's something that they should probably continue to go to. But Bruce Brown with 11 points, Jeff Green had zero, Christian Brown had zero, DeAndre Jordan had one. Uh, on a ongoing one of two from the free throw line, Denver only had 12 bench points, and that that's just got to improve. Like Denver is not going to get enough production from their starters if Jamal is as like labored as, as he was, and if MPJ just is off like he was for most of the game. So Denver's got to get more from their bench group, just as they've got to get more from their starting group. Christian Brown, 13 minutes. Uh, did have zero points himself. Not a super involved game from Christian Brown. He wasn't out there 
a ton. He just wasn't doing a whole heck of a lot. And he doesn't really overlap in his minutes with Ants. Like, that's probably the one thing that I would change going into game five if I were Denver. Uh, we will see. We will see. But, yeah, I'll, I'll save that for the third segment, actually. That's a that's a, a potential opportunity for Denver to uh, change up the series at least a little bit in terms of what Anthony Edwards is seeing on a consistent basis. And DeAndre Jordan. Uh, very small uh, stints for him. He had a one-minute segment in the first half. He had three minutes in the second half, uh, four minutes total, 1.4 rebounds. Still doing his rebounding job. There's no doubt about that. Uh, went one of two at the line and plus six, and that was pretty much it. That was that was all for DeAndre, and uh, good for him. Like Good for him to be ready. Good for him to make an impact, and he deserves some credit for that for sure. Like There's no... There's no questioning that that DeAndre Jordan has stayed ready during this process. So hopefully, like, if this is the nine guys that Denver's going to bring in the rotation on game five, then that's okay with me. Like, they've gone three and one using this rotation so far. I do think that they need a little bit more athleticism at times, that they just need more guys that really guard and really run on the defense to offense end. They don't necessarily need anything crazy, but maybe Peyton Watson gets out there. Maybe Zeke Najee gets out there. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe surprising and you get Vlaco Chanchar out there. But for the most part, I think this is probably the group that Denver's just going to use, and, and that's okay. Like they've, they've had success or most of their success with this rotation. So not super concerned. Denver's going to be okay. And I hope that Nuggets fans aren't panicking about this loss. Like, look, they had an opportunity. They had an opportunity in OT and they're going to be just fine. Like I, I feel pretty confident saying that. All right, let's take another break. When we come back, we are going to discuss, uh, we're going to discuss what they can do differently in game five. But first this podcast, uh, we're going to talk about Sandy and Sean, the new sports radio show that Denver's got going down in the mile high sports waves. In case you haven't heard already, Colorado sports radio legend Sandy Clough is back on Denver Airwaves right here in Mile High Sports. Catch Sandy Clough along with Sean Drotar weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on Mile High Sports Radio. Listen live on the MHS mobile app, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3, and stream the video version of the show on milehighsports.com as well as on the company Twitter. Plus, each episode of Sandy and Sean is available to you to listen on demand in podcast form. Just make sure to search Sandy and Sean wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. And we're back. Final segment, pickaxe and roll. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, really appreciate all of the love. If you can, make sure to give this a like. I know you're not super excited about having to be in here after a loss, but why not give it a like while you're here? That would appreciate. That would, I would greatly appreciate it. It would help you out. It would help out the MHS show as well. All right. Look, above all else, this was just a, a missed opportunity for Denver. There, there were plenty of ways for Denver to get that win. 
you get a better Jamal performance, you get a better AG performance, you get a better KCP performance, you get a better bench performance. Like there's just a lot that you could really point to. If MPJ hits his shots before the two minute mark of the fourth quarter, then then maybe you get a, a different outcome as well. Uh, but look, Denver wasted what was an excellent Jokic scoring game. Just just unbelievably good. Uh, 43 points is no is nothing to sneeze at, really. Uh, if, if you're still around, thanks for sticking around. Uh, Jesus. Uh, that's Yeah, like literally the, the hotel Wi-Fi just decided, yeah, we're, we're going to kick you out. We're going to kick you out early. I, I, my checkout's not until 30 minutes, folks. But um, God, where even am I? Where, where was this? Uh, yeah, Martin, you see, you see me, you see me frustrated and, and as, as frustrated as I, as I often am. That's great. That's fantastic. God damn, man. Uh, okay. Wow. Really big missed opportunity there. Oh <laughs> uh, God. Okay. Well, look, most important thing for Denver and, and we'll, we'll, Let's reset. Let's reset. We're just going to skip the missed opportunity part, actually. We're going to go straight to keys to winning game five, and then we will wrap this bad boy up. Uh, Final segment. Gosh, man. Uh, Let's now go keys to winning game five. Slow down Anthony Edwards or slow down everybody else. Denver has got to do one or the other. They can't do neither. Like Denver has to be better in pretty much everything that they're trying to accomplish. But most importantly, it's it's figuring out how they want to manage Anthony Edwards. They can win when Anthony Edwards puts up a big total. The problem is, the, is that when you have everybody else who's also shooting well or well enough to win while you're not shooting well at all, that's a big issue. Um, I would try to slow down Ant. I would try to put two on the ball. I would try to rotate. I would try to make it a big – like. Do, do what you can for, for this and see if you can stop those rotations. Now, he's going to put Jokic in pick and roll, and, and that's a, a perfectly reasonable thing, and Jokic has to be better. He, he wasn't great in game four in that regard, but I do think that Denver can make that happen. They can't. It, it's, it's still something that, that they probably should do. Number two, get Jamal Murray off the ball more often. Uh, he is... I think feeling the effects of playoff basketball now where now you're in game four, you've gone through it through three of those games. He's been full pressured up and down the court by Nikhil Alexander Walker, who's making him work. There's no doubt about it. Now, can Jamal fight through this and, and be good enough? Yes, of course he has. Like he's shown that. And, and I, I don't see any reason why he can't. Uh, however, he hasn't been great overall in this series. He's been merely good. He had one great game. He had, one good game, one average game, and one poor game. That's probably how I would describe uh, game two was great, game one was good, uh, game three was average, and game four was bad. Uh, he can be better, and, and Denver needs at least a good game from him in order to get this done. Uh, they're probably not going to get another 40-point Nikola Jokic performance, so Murray's got to be better. Like He's just got to lock in there. Number three. Keep Michael Porter Jr. involved. Got to find ways to keep him involved within the flow of the offense. Uh, that's probably your biggest advantage 
is is having a guy like him as a six foot ten shooter that the other team just can't stop. And I, I knew that something was a little bit weird with him, where uh, he he had a wide open three to begin the game, uh, just right towards the the first couple minutes, and just bricked it. Uh, very uncharacteristic of him. He like the face that he made. He was like, ah, that's 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 one I'm supposed to make, of course. And he's going to be upset every time he doesn't make an open three. But uh, hopefully he's a little bit better in the home building as opposed to the road building. And Denver doesn't have to go back on the road. That would be the best case scenario. And then finally, more Christian Brown. More Christian Brown on Anthony Edwards. I I think if Denver, the one issue that they've had in in this series that, that they don't really have a solve for is Ant. Like he's he's the guy who I think that Christian Brown can actually match up with him pretty well physically. I think that if you're looking for somebody who's big enough to give some good contests, strong enough to not get moved off your spot too much, and then also like quick enough to stay with them. Anthony Edwards is a very quick guy. He's very, very fast. There's no doubt about it. Uh I think that. He's, he's going to be a star in this league for a long, long time, but Denver can't get caught up in that. They have a guy in Christian Brown who matches up with him pretty well physically. Maybe it's Peyton Watson. Maybe it's somebody like that who who just provides a little bit more size, a little bit more physic, not, not physicality, but just length even than Christian Brown. Uh, between those two guys, Denver has options that they can go to in their lineup, uh, but if Christian Brown isn't going to play anything more than like 13 minutes, it's really tough, but I would try to bring him in at the, I don't know, like the six minute mark or so kind of where Jeff green has been brought in pretty consistently. I'd go small. I would go with, let's say Bruce Brown, KCP, Christian Brown, Michael Porter, and Nicole Jokic. I would take out Murray. I would take out Gordon. And instead of putting in Jeff green, I would put in Christian Brown I try to overlap some of his time with Anthony Edwards' time, and because that just hasn't really overlapped before, uh, that's probably the the advantage that you can get in in the the next matchup in Ball Arena on Tuesday night. Uh, but beyond that, folks, like it really is just like shooting better, playing better, uh, doing natural things. It's not going to be anything crazy that you have to do. It's not going to be anything wild or different. It's mostly just going to be about Denver rising to the occasion and the Timberwolves not rising to the occasion. And Denver has the capability to do that just naturally, even without any of the things that I said. Like Murray could go off for 30 plus and nobody would be confused. Nobody would be confused. Nobody would be surprised. Uh, just, Just kind of a thing that happens. Porter could go off for 25 and go off for like 25 on 16 shots. And that's something that could just happen and doesn't have to do anything crazy with it just got to get out there just got to play and so look denver's the better team in this series there's no doubt about that they just got to take care of business and if they do take care of business on this tuesday night they will be okay there's nothing to be afraid of uh denver's just got to play better and and they will i i feel pretty strongly about that okay um Actually, one one more before we head out of here. Uh, Cedric asks Ryan, "How do you how well do you think uh, Reggie Jackson would be on Ant? Not good. Like Reggie's not a good defender. Maybe uh, just getting under his skin a little bit. But 
I just think that Reggie's not a smart defender and he would foul. Like that's the one thing that you're looking at in those situations. Reggie's just not like physical enough and and he defends with his hands a lot more than he probably should. So that would be my biggest concern uh, with a matchup like that. But we'll see. Maybe they surprise. Maybe they try Reggie Jackson. Maybe they try Zeke Naji. Maybe they try Vlacko. Maybe they try Peyton Watson. Who knows? But uh, I don't think they need to overreact in, in this case, but we will see. Like Denver should try to switch up the matchup, Cedric. I do think you're right about that. It's mostly about just like Aaron Gordon has not been good enough when you switched on to him. Like Michael Porter's been better when when he switched on to him, and that's that's kind of an issue. So look, we will see. But for now, that is going to do it, folks, for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll. I have to run now. Uh, I'm going to go complain to the hotel Wi-Fi person. Uh, that's not actually what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go check out of this hotel. Uh, Michael, can you get that outro music for me? Uh, that is going to do it for this episode. Apologies for the, the technical difficulties during the middle. Apologies for being sick. This show's just a mess right now, but hopefully we can get uh, R&R when everybody goes back to Denver. I'm certainly looking for some R&R, that's for sure. Uh, rest and relaxation for those of you who are uncultured. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Hit that like button on the way out if you feel so inclined, uh, and then take a look at the podcast as well. But thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys probably tomorrow. <laughs>